Tonight's episode is sponsored by Mountain Sea Blast. It's what plants crave. We left our heroes surrounded by these two awful, lanky, gray-skinned, vaguely humanoid creatures uh, running about on all fours with long, sharp claws and distended jaws full of rows of razor-sharp teeth. They have no eyes. They have no facial features besides this gaping maw. One of them has climbed on your back, Sir Osmond and it is trying to drive its claws into your throat to get around your armor. What will you do? I will reverse the grip on my sword and stab it into the side of me to try and force it off. Roll to kick some ass. Well, I'm sorry. Are you trying to hurt it, or are you just trying to get it off? Uh, Both is nice, but I'll try to hurt it first. Okay, roll to kick some ass. Uh, there's six plus three plus my three, four, nine, twelve. With the twelve, you get an additional effect and drive the weapon home. I would like to position the creature so that it is off of my body and on the ground. So you stick your sword in behind you, you twist it, you wrench it, and throw the creature on the ground. As it hits the ground, the claws on its feet latch into the dirt and just pulls itself to a standing position using the muscles in its legs. I shall not have the surprise of your arrival be my undoing. The original one that Osmond was facing down is still vertical, right? Yes, it is very much trying to make a move and catch Sir Osmond now that an opening has been made. All right, I'm going to try to place my sword, attack it, you know, come through the space between Osmond and the other monster. So you're just trying to keep some space there? Yeah, I'm trying to keep it off Osmond so that he's not dealing with two at the same time. Roll to protect someone. A three and a four is a seven, plus my two tough is going to be a nine. You're able to interpose yourself and start brandishing your sword like a torch. You definitely have its attention, and it hisses at you. Trevor, what do you got? Well, now that I've had a moment to collect myself, I grab the rope off my belt that I totally made into a lasso, and I lasso the one that's got it back to me. Roll to act under pressure. Cool. Six and a four is a ten, and... Act under pressure is cool for one, making an 11. Well, with an 11, you got that rope around it. Its arms are bound to its side. Awesome. It's struggling against it for a moment. Sir Osmond. So, was the one that was just lassoed the one that had turned its attention uh, back to Father O'Malley? Yes. Okay. Uh, Then I'm going to continue to try to uh, attack this, uh, this newcomer. 
roll to kick some ass. Uh, this may be the lowest uh, roll for that I've ever made. Uh, one plus four uh, is, a, is a five, plus my tough of three uh, brings it to an eight. So you furiously slash at this thing and start driving it backwards, step by step. Little bits and pieces are tearing off as you connect. But you realize a moment too late that it was fainting and letting you draw yourself in a little too far, and it strikes out, again aiming at your throat. Take three harm. And between my my warrior move, where I suffer one less harm against uh, old-fashioned attacks such as a monster's claw, as well as the one armor f- from my uh, full suit of armor, and the additional one armor from having my shield at the ready, I believe I take zero. Your armor is not effective against this. The creature appears to be striking at vulnerable spots, taking its time, being very deliberate with with its maneuvers, with its strikes. Okay, Uh, so is my shield also being uh, mitigated? No, your shield is still providing defense, as you are able to use it to strike blows aside before they land true. Okay, then uh, I ultimately take one point of harm. The one that's been lassoed, its flesh begins to roil and shift. While this is happening, Father Romali, you have a chance to react. I'm going to stab at center mass, trying to hit whatever might be its most vital organ. Roll to kick some ass. All right, a six and a three is a nine, plus my two tough is an eleven. Well, that sure is a lot of damage. Um, you do strike center mass, the flame boiling away the creature as it comes into contact with it. But you're not sure the giant gaping hole that's in the center now was caused by your sword because the creature just kind of falls to the side, melts into a puddle, and begins reshaping itself again. Uh, the lasso has fallen limp. Uh, what would you like your additional effect to be on your attack? I only rolled an 11, so I don't think I get an additional attack, uh, effect. 10 plus gets an additional okay. effect. I would like to hold the enemy back. Okay. So as it begins reforming, you just press the attack and keep attacking and keep attacking. And you're not sure you're doing anything extra to hurt the creature, but you are keeping it from reforming and join- rejoining the fight. All right. Suddenly a... It sounds like somebody whistles. It's sharp, and it's loud, and it's over in just a a split second. But the two creatures... Well, the one creature who is still in fighting form quickly begins to fall to all fours and dash towards the, the woods out of line of sight. And when I say this, it's standing and it's facing Sir Osmond, but it just falls backwards, and as it does, its features shift and twist, and what was its back is now its front. And in this new quadrupedal form, it begins to dash off, slowly growing fur as it does. Come back and fight, coward! What's going on with the, the one that I've been pressing the attack on? Um, You currently have it 
held stationary, but this is tiring. You are hacking and hacking and hacking, and uh, it's taking some work. Um, I stab it with a stick. You run over and poke it with a stick. Roll to act under pressure. Yeah. Six and a four is a ten, and one makes eleven. You poke it thoroughly with that stick. All right. I'm going to assume that if we stop pressing our attack, this one will also run away. But I'm not sure how much longer I can keep this up. All right. Ready on three. Break. And then I will relent my attack. As soon as you do, this thing just kind of lurches and reaches out and yanks itself away. As soon as it gets some distance, it too sprouts some legs and begins speeding off. I don't know about you dudes, but I definitely need the assistance of uh, a med kit, so. Or a doctor. Yeah, probably one of those two, man. Um, hey, where do you stand on burning this forest down? Against it? All right. Just had to double check. The way they ran off, does it seem as though we would be able to get back to the, the bed and breakfast? Or would we be literally crossing their path again? They definitely fled in a more perpendicular manner, so they weren't on the path, per se. But that also means you're not exactly sure um, which way they were coming from or which way they're headed. I think we need to regroup, gentlemen, and see to our wounds. Osmond, are you all right? I am truly not, for I feel these cowards strike as they wish and then flee to... They flee. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know if they fled, though. I think they were called back by something. Which, you know, if they're attacking in Big and Bad, that means something else could attack and be Big and Bad, and we don't need more attack and Bad, because we could hardly handle that kind of bad. They should not start a battle they wish to run from. They are cowards and have no honor. Well, that may be, but... If we don't get some medical treatment, I'm almost entirely certain that we shall be brave in the direct face of our lord. Very well, my companions. Let us return to this bedand breakfast and see if they cannot hire the services of a good Kairujan. With that, I'll start walking down the path towards the bed and breakfast. I follow. I will watch their backs on the way down. So within a few hours, you are back in town and headed towards the bed and breakfast. The old lady is out in the porch sweeping. She smiles and waves to you. Oh, dearies. You look like you've had quite the adventure today. One would say that, ma'am. Would you happen to know... Oh, would you like some hot cocoa? I can put on a spot of tea. That would be lovely, and if you could phone the town doctor, or if you know of a good medically trained professional, we could certainly use some assistance. Oh, I I, I will fetch, fetch the Kairujan. Yes, thank you, ma'am. We shall get all eight of your humors in good place. I pat both of them on the backs. I keel over. She very deliberately and very slowly begins 
shuffling into the building. Where is that phone? Where is that phone? Is there a rocker on this porch? There is. I am now sitting in it. Uh, you are definitely sitting on something. Is it the rocker? Well, no, uh, there's something on, on the rocker between your ass and the chair. Is it a cat? It is a very large and clunky 1980s-style wireless phone. Charity, I believe I have found either your phone or Gordon Gecko's. I, 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 I am looking for the phone, yes. Just a minute. I'm sure it's here somewhere. No, ma'am, I, I have it here with me on the porch. Oh, no, I, I'm in the study, not the porch. Sir Osmond. If it's the newspaper boy, just let him know to stop throwing the paper in my flower bed. Sir Osmond, if I could trouble you, could you please bring this uh, boondoggle, maybe you would call it, to the kindly woman who runs this inn? I see no reason why I cannot. I take it from him and make my way inside. As you walk in, you find her uh, heading about the the main room. Here it is. Ah, yes, yes. And she picks up the television remote control. <laughs> uh, I will uh, wait patiently. And then she turns on the TV. I will uh, look expectantly towards the, the sudden screen, expecting the, the Kairujan to uh, be in some way, shape, or form uh, apparating from it. No, it's just a heavyset man in thick glasses arguing about the prices of various gizmos and whatsits on uh, some sort of program. Uh, I will... She slowly sinks into her recliner. Oh, have a seat, dearie. Oh, yes, of course. I uh, move next to her and uh, have a seat with about a foot and a half di uh, distance between us on the, on the couch. And uh, speak to her. Uh, Ma'am, uh... It appears that my compatriots have found your uh, your and boom the actual retail double. price seven forty five. Come on down. Oh, this is my favorite. Oh, uh, uh, yes, very good. Uh, I have uh, here did my compatriots. Did you know that he used to be on a TV show? Oh, it used to make me laugh. There were them and the the funny short guy and then the tall one. Uh, yes, well, uh, comedy is uh, a wonderful tonic, but uh, this boon doggle to uh, inform the Kyrujan of my uh, compatriots' condition. Here. Uh, she puts the phone to her ear. Uh, hello? I, I, I think they hung up on me. Oh, drat. Uh, hold on. I, uh... Oh, there... Young Trevor was telling me about a situation like this. Uh, give it back to me. I will hand it to my compatriots so that they may perform the redial. She is snoring gently. Ma'am? Madam, I... Uh, I will uh, go back to the uh, rocking chair in on the porch. Is the doctor on his way? I am not entirely sure. But I do believe that uh, 
I do believe that the elder of this home is uh, wise beyond her years. Osment, when you handed her that device, did she seem as though she spoke to someone far away? She seemed to uh, attempt to... uh, How should I put this? It is as though she would have heard a voice and was greeting it in kind only to inform me that there was a hanging. Okay. I need you... It was most confusing, as there was no gallows in sight inside the entire building. No, no gallows. Okay. Quickly. I need you to look at the phone. Do you see a large button? It might say talk or phone... At this point, I just bring the van around. Hey, man, we're just going to go to the hospital ourselves. Hop in. Can I get a point of experience for uh, my confusion, my bafflement with the modern world getting in the way of our monster hunting? Yes. In that case, I have leveled up. What ability are you going to take? Uh, I am going to happen to find one of my old comrades that has come to join me in the modern day. They will count as an ally. Sounds good. I've got some great ideas. Welcome to episode 10, everybody. Yay, episode 10. Yay, we've gotten there. We made it. And uh, we still have several episodes uh, to go that we've already recorded, and we're recording more episodes weekly, so um, we're just going to have a great time, and we're going to hope you guys keep having a great time. Speaking of having a great time... Yeah, we know why we're here today, and why is that, Gavin? I believe this is the time that we get to announce the winner! 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 Matt's not here, he can't participate. Yeah, no, uh, so, uh, in honor of Matt's unfortunate decision to be at work instead of being here recording with us, he doesn't get to say anything, uh, but we've done the drawing, and we have pulled a winner, and who is the winner? That would be David E. David E. Yeah. Yeah, reach out to us via Facebook, um, send us a message, uh, so we know you did listen to the episode, so we can, like, be like, yay, you're awesome. And congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Um, We'll be doing another giveaway uh, sometime in the near future. Um, We have some more Wormwood stuff to give away. We got fancy dice to give away. And eventually we're going to have, like, merch with our name and stuff on it. But uh, for now, keep on listening. Uh, We love you, listeners. You're amazing. Remember to like, listen, and subscribe. And we'll see you folks later. And now, back to the show. After a refreshing brief stop at the hospital, you're all standing out in front. All of your damage past the unstable mark has been healed, and you are all now stable. Well, gentlemen, we are certainly in better shape than we were just a little while ago, but I'm still not certain that we'd want to encounter whatever those amorphous creatures were that we encountered in the woods. I'm not sure amorphous is quite the right word to describe them. They definitely had anatomy, and they definitely had a rigidness to them, but they were able to change it when they wanted to. 
Oh, metamorphic is perhaps a better term. The metamorphic creatures that we fought in the woods. What well, look, man? Um, if we're gonna go back up there, we're gonna need to be a tad more prepared. Did like, did anybody pay attention to what hurt them? It seemed almost at one point that they moved beyond the threshold of comprehending pain. Uh, certainly, I had the one who was between forms, locked down and incapable of changing, but I wouldn't say that uh, my pressed attacks were causing it any additional harm beyond uh, what we had caused it initially. Yeah, and then you swung, like, the fire sword at it, and it, like, went around your fire sword, so, like, or through it and, like, built a hole. I think amorphous really was, like, you know, more of a good description. I don't know know if metamorphic is is the right one. I think you were right. He was not. But it looked, it said, there's a hole in my chest now, and then there wasn't. Either way, I think that, um, I definitely agree with you, Ebs, for once, that we will need serious preparation if we intend to go back into the mountains beyond just depending on our usual arms and or armaments. Perhaps then it is time for the two of you, my good companions, to find yourself a nice, form-fitting suit of armor. Well, I'm kind of leaning towards the more stealthy approach, because I don't want to clickety-clank, you know, up the side of the mountain hill and, and give away our position. There is no need for sneaking. The only sneaks that are involved are those cowardly creatures who would attack us from behind. Yeah, so, like, where do you think we should find armor? Well, as it just so happens, I have become newly acquainted with a very talented master of the forge. Yes, unfortunately, Sir Osmond, she is approximately an hour and a half drive in the opposite direction of where we want to be. Yeah, and she'd have to forge the armor? I need I need stuff that's made today. Hmm. Perhaps there is a merchant within this great city of yours that could provide such wares. Hey, the hospital that we went to, was it back in L.A. or was it, like, in the town where the bed and breakfast was? It was a small clinic in the bed and breakfast town. So in this small town where we went to the clinic, are there any businesses, hardware stores, anything that could be helpful? Roll to act under pressure. All right, so on the dice, I have a six and a two. My act under pressure, which is my cool, is a zero, so it's going to be an eight. Okay, so with an eight, uh, there is a local hardware store nearby, and it is still open. Gentlemen, maybe we could look for something useful in this hardware store, and then I'll venture into the hardware store and see what, if anything, catches my eye. Well, we are certainly in the market for some wares that are... Harder than others. It's a curious name for the store. Yeah, man. I mean, I'll see what they got. So, like, we pile back in the van and cruise on down the street looking for the nearest hardware store. You pile back into your van and you look out your window and you see it right across the street. All right, we pile back out of the van. (laughs) Long trip. And with your fancy roll of an eight, it turns out that this place has enough random stuff to make some makeshift armor for one person. There is a older gentleman behind the counter. He's got a little bit of a beard. And as the three of you walk in, his eyes kind of go wide. 
Oh, customers, customers, come on in, come on in, please. And he uh, starts making his way over towards you. He's got a an old-timey, uh, natural-looking cane. And he begins hobbling towards you. Good afternoon, sir. Welcome. You're new around here. We are. We've only been in town a little over a day. Um, however, we were looking for some certain provisions. Hopefully, uh, here you would be able to help us out. We are uh-huh. trying to... Uh, if you look at my one companion here and uh, his fine suit of mail, we know we could never hope to create something like that on the fly. However, this gentleman would like to be able to create a rough approximation of the look um, uh, as part that's... of a family photo op uh, they wish to take on the nearby mountain peak. Uh, I'm not sure if you have any suggestions on materials that you might have at hand. He walks right up to you, Flo, and wraps on your armor. Well, this ain't near no costume, I can tell. This well, it's a newer design. I mean, I can tell from the... The way the rivets come, it's not a classical look, but this is this isn't uh, this isn't a costume. Right, you are, sir. This suit is very effective. That that gentleman, uh, we want to replicate. We want to create a costume akin to what he is wearing for the non-armored gentleman. Well, I hear the kids these days are using this craft foam stuff, and. Uh... And that'll probably be a, a easier way to make it for somebody like this soft fella right here. What if I take this thin sheet of plywood and just make myself a little shield? Yeah, stay back, monster. Uh, well, shield bash. Well, here's the trouble: is uh, don't listen to what you see in movies. Generally, shields aren't strapped to the arm like that. You'd need a proper boss for the center. Sounds like you know what you're doing, bro. Ah, I I've been around a while. Yeah, why don't you whip something up and uh, you know. We'll pay for your services, because I'm sure that you'll come up with something super cool for us. Well, I mean, you could just use this trash can. But, I mean, you hold the handle and then bat things away. I'll give you ten bucks for it. The whole trash can costs eight. All right. Drive a hard bargain. Eight it is. And I take the ten lid and I leave. Ebbs, I, 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 you should take the whole... No, never mind. I'll, I'll get it. And then I pick up the trash can and follow him outside. As confident as my companions are, I would ask of you if there is anything more sturdy than that very thin uh, uh, metal barrel. What are you looking for it for? As it stands, my companions are not very well suited to bearing the oppressive offense of a monstrous opponent. They are not quite as used to the questing lifestyle as myself, and so they must arm themselves. You're hunting monsters in this, uh, this here peak. Why, yes, indeed. Well, uh, I'm not sure necessarily that, uh, you're gonna like any monsters you find up on this peak. Well, I certainly have despised them thus far. They've proven to be nothing but cowardly creatures. Yes, I wouldn't be. I'd be very careful about what you're saying about the folks here on the mountain. There's. He he leans in and whispers into your ear. There's a a convention going on this weekend. If you you catch my drift. Hmm. A convent. 
no, no, there's, uh, there's, there's a meeting going on. Oh, I see. Between a, a lot of very scary folk. If you go button your heads into it, well, who knows when you'll end up this time. Mm, yes, I could very well wind up back in my... What do you speak of? In... Do I know you, sir? Have you been following my actions? He holds up a fairly large smartphone. And there's an article in it about you and uh, your friends fighting a giant bird in the parking lot of a supermarket. Oh, that is a that is an artist's depiction. I see. The leaflets certainly have changed over time. I I believe I still have a piece of that foul creature's beak tucked away. Well, just be careful, Sir Osmond. You're you're you're. Uh, it might be in a little over your head in this one. Well, never you fear. Sir Osmond has never turned back from a challenge. Uh, nor have I spoken my name, nor has my companions. Uh... Oh, I'm sure it's in the article somewhere. I cannot. Uh, leaflets would be much easier to read than this uh, newfangled... If you take off your gauntlet, it's a lot easier to work the screen. Well, in that case, I shall have to leave it to a squire or something otherwise, as we are in imminent danger until those beasts are defeated. The next time you have that young lady uh, fix your gauntlet, maybe she can put in one of those pads to make it touch-sensitive. Hmm, if such a technology, as they seem to call it, does exist in this time, I shall have to do so. But how, how do you know so much about me? I, I have just walked into your shop here, uh, not but ten minutes prior, with, with no explanation. Uh, it's, it's called Google. Google? Is she a, a seer of some kind? Uh, yes, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a thing on the internet. It lets any man be a wizard. Ah, yes, that, that infamous web I have heard of. So the Google is a spider. I will have to do much searching upon this spider's web to see if it is a fiend or, in fact, a benign entity that can exist without the persecution of my knightly order. Ah, I should get back to my companions. They are probably curious as to where they're... Proud and noble knight has gone himself, gotten himself tied up in. Uh, oh, excuse it was me, nice sir. Nice meeting you again, sir. And just remember, uh, don't let yourself get caught up in in what they want you caught up in. L look, look for for the truth behind things, not what's right in front of you. I see. That is rather sagely advice, sir. May I ask for your name? Oh, it's on my jumpsuit here. I lean in to squint and. Try to read where he is directing me. Blocky letters across the left side of his breast on his uh, one-piece suit. It says Merle. M Merle. Merle. Oh, well, thank you very much, Merle. I shall get back to you as the, soon as the, I the can to silent at the end. inform it's... you of our success. Drive safe. Oh, well, I'm not the one handling that particular aspect of it. There's no horses to drive this carriage anymore. Well, fare thee well, Merle. And as Sir Osmond leaves, we see Merle straighten up and stand tall, smiling. <laughs>